You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast on what is now day six of social distancing and self-quarantine-ish. My name is Adam Friedman, as often co-host of this wonderful show. So uh, we know out there that your podcast habits are changing a little bit, obviously, as everybody is stuck inside trying to um, avoid contact and do the best you can. So remember to do that. Wash your hands. Uh, just try to avoid people as much as possible, honestly, if you can. Um, obviously, you have to work, go to work, things like that. But um, do your best to do that. We have to flatten the curve, as they say. But we're going to skip over that for now because this podcast isn't about the coronavirus. It's about forgetting about the coronavirus. And we're going to do a podcast today um, doing some player reviews. So we're starting those kind of series now. Obviously, the season might not actually be over, but who knows? It could be. Um, so we're going to do some reviews, at least the players' regular seasons. Um, and I'm going to do our first player preview on the Lockdown Patient Podcast, and that's with DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, how is it going to work? Uh, it's going to be a bunch of different categories. Basically, I have about six written out right now that we, that I can do um, from like best moment, best game, turning points, low lights, highlights, things like that. Um, and we'll try to do that for every player, uh, basically, that we can until, you know, we run out of players, right? So there are, what, probably 15 to 17 Pacers that appear in a uniform this year. I'll try to do every single one. Maybe not the back end, guys. We'll see, but at least we can go for the top like 12 or 13 pretty easily. So like I said, today's podcast will be about DeMontis Sabonis, who is probably the Pacers' best, most consistent player this year. And before we start, I'm going to read his stat line to you guys. He had a career-best year with 18.5 points, 12.4 rebounds, and 5 assists on 54% shooting from the field. Made the first his first All-Star game, and Sabonis took a leap that not many of us could see. Now let's get to his player preview. So starting with DeMontis Sabonis, uh, I want to start with the turning points for him. Uh, I think this is a pretty critical thing for Sabonis uh, because I think coming into the year, there were a lot of skeptics, including me, of could the Pacers make Sabonis and Turner work as the 4-5 combination, whatever you want to call it, whoever's playing 5 or playing 4. Could you do double centers? Could they space the floor enough? Could they add enough offense to make this work and whatnot? And, you know... I was skeptical, right? So you got those first three games. They lose the first three. Then, you know, my first turning point is game four. Turner gets hurt, and Sabonis goes off. We're talking 29 points, 37 minutes played. I mean, he just dominated. And then basically over, I think Turner didn't return to game 11. Over the next eight games, Sabonis missed two of them. But you saw this subtle shift, right? You saw subtle shift of the of Sabonis to the center, and where he was thriving, and then there was all these concerns of, well, should he be playing center? You know, do we have to throw the whole Sabonis Turner thing out the window and whatnot? Um, and you know, that obviously kind of played itself out where they figured out how to stagger him. But I think that game four was kind of the turning point. Turner returned by game eleven. Uh, then they figure out how to stagger Sabonis in the proper way, getting him to play with the bench five. And really that's what led to the kind of this mid-season run from the Pacers. So Sabonis missed game six and seven of the year. And from that point on until, I believe, the end of the year, the Pacers went, they played 27 games, and I believe only lost eight of them. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, I'm sorry, seven of them, right? So they go 20 and seven stretch right here. Um, a really just nice stretch. A lot of it led by Sabonis playing a lot of, with the bench unit, seeing a spark like that, um, seeing him shift to maybe playing a little more staggered out. Uh, you saw you finally have to see Turner and Sabonis work together. You saw them figure out 
um, that they can, at the end of the game, they don't always have to play both of them and whatnot, and you just, the team finally came into form, you had a consistent run of people being healthy, Brogdon obviously was a little bit here and there, but overall you had a pretty consistent run for this team of like healthy players, which obviously has plagued the team, I mean, towards the end of the year, was not that way. Um, and so you had some of that, and it just it was kind of this probably was the best run of the Pacers from that you know November to December run where they were just rolling. Uh, and in this stretch for Sabonis, by the way, 17 points per game, 13.6 rebounds per game uh, on 50% shooting. Um, you know, and you're looking at he's just you're just these assist numbers, right? So 4.2 assists, right? So he would finish the year averaging five assists per game. So you're to see it up. So this is when you see Sabonis. This is kind of the point where you see Sabonis. Um, Starting to play with the bench more, starting to kind of become, I mean, I would say, I mean, they don't count hockey assists or screen assists, but man, they do these screen assists, but it's hard to track. They don't always do the best in NBA stats for screen assists. Um, but you start to see the shuttle shifting of Sabonis to the to the five on the bench and playing more minutes with them, and then him closing out games and kind of becoming the center point of the offense. And then, then this is my next turning point, you hit the West Coast road trip. And that's when things really start to change for Sabonis. Um you know, and this is where I want to get to, which is probably his best moment of the season. And that's the game in Denver, January 19th, 2020. He plays 40 minutes, scores 22 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. I think his first triple-double of his career. Uh, he thoroughly outplays Nikolai Jokic, who is at this point and still is probably in the league, the best passing big man in the league. Uh, and he makes this kind of change from this Really good offensive center, rebounding machine, kind of just like I would call it secondary focal point offense, right? So he's constantly being the screen guy, the most important guy, making every play move. Not necessarily scoring, but he's doing everything else, right? He's basically doing what Thad Young, I think, did for the Pacers for so much on like steroids, right? He is, you know, rebounding at a much higher rate. He's setting much better screens. He's becoming, he's popping, whatever. He's doing all kinds of like handoff dribbles, all kinds of crap, right? He's just all kinds of shit. And so from this point on, this December game where he helped the Pacers too. They came back, I believe, from what was it? Was it they were down, I believe, ten or fifteen heading into the fourth quarter. They come storming back. He helps McDermott. I mean, he was critical to getting McDermott in the corner on assists. I mean, this this was his best game of the season. By far, I think this Denver game. Best team they played, best game he played. Uh and then you have a turning point from this point on. From game 40 to game 62, he plays 23 games, and he's averaging 19.6 points, 11.6 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. That is like a leap of bounds, right? He he goes from being, you know, like a really good offensive rebounding center to being like, this guy is could be your like point center. This guy is double team, hand him the ball, get him four on threes, make a play. Things that we've all wanted from Sabonis and all thought he could be. And this is when he becomes it. And this is where you get the signs of, like, Sabonis is um, the team's best player at this point. He might be their best player going forward until Vic, you know, really gets 100% healthy. Uh, And you just start to see these things of, like, oh, he is going to become the most important player in this team having any success in the playoffs. Uh, It's when you start to get some of that bumping up of, like, should he be the five alone? Should they figure out a better stretch four? All this kind of stuff. But... I mean, it also coincides with a pretty good stretch by Turner, showing they can both work together. But this is where he, to my opinion, sort of separates himself from Turner. I think he started to do it already this year, but he separates himself to the point of like, oh, that's right, this guy is maybe a top, we'll call it 30, 40 player in the league, um, borderline all-NBA player. I think because center, it's hard to get. I mean, I think the centers this year all-NBA are probably going to be, I guess it depends if Davis counts, where Embiid falls. 
uh, Gobert, obviously. Hopefully he's getting better out there. Um, but so I guess we'll see how that shakes out, I guess. I mean, I depends if they restart games or not. But he's, this moment, he's bumping up to the point of like, this guy is a top five center. This guy is one of the best 30, 40 players. He just, he just kind of makes that separation. And it's a really good sign for him and for the Pacer team is where he is going. And again, it's another stretch for the Pacers um, outside of a really shitty Oladipo start. You know, six game stretcher where he, where he almost played, eh. Um, they play pretty well. You know, they start off they start off January pretty well, really crap February, but then really nice March to kind of end the year for right now, I guess. Um, so this is kind of where he makes that that jump, and he gets kind of you you end up in that kind of sphere of like, Sabonis is pretty good. Is he going to be, you know, is you know I think the biggest thing with him is could he repeat as an All Star? I think that's the number one question. You know, with all the injuries this year, uh, you know, with KD out and Kyrie, and I turned it on the list. I mean, you had a bunch of guys who Old Depot. If Simone's going to be a future all-star, well, if he can get his numbers to like 20 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists, it becomes pretty hard not to make him an all-star. I mean, that's, like I said, his Jokic level numbers. Um, let, me read, let me read Jokic's stat line real fast. I mean, this guy, right? I mean, I think it's pretty much um, understood. Jokic will be one of the all-in-made guys, too. Jokic is the best passing big man and really one of the best um, centers in the league right now. He averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. So totals, right? That is, uh, if you add up points, assists, and and rebounds, you get a total of like 37. Uh, in this stretch, Simone has had, he was averaging, a, yeah, looking at 38 totals, right? If you add up 6.3 plus 11.6 plus 19.6, you get about 38. Um, so yeah, that's what he was. That's what he was doing at this point. Uh, it, he was he was becoming, I think, like the the player his father was, but never showed he was because of um, what's the right way to put it? Because he played in. He played in Eastern Europe and really never came over to America enough time. He was he was really becoming that kind of player. And this is when the moment where I realized I think Sabonis was the most important pacer player on this team. That for me, you know, that January 19, 2020 is the his best game, the most important turning point in the season. And a reason Sabonis, uh, to me, has become the Pacers' best player this season. Um, all right, let's take one quick break, and then I want to talk about the Sabonis-Turner pairing and how if, whether it's been successful or not. So I think the most important question with Sabonis is can he play with Turner? If not, should he be alone? All and all the things that kind of um, lead 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 off that, right? So I pulled up the numbers. Let's look it up real quick. If I can figure out how to sort this quick enough. Um, so you have all you have the team's entire um, so two man lineup. So Sabonis Turner's two man lineup real fast has a net rating of two point one, so positive net rating. One hundred five offense, one hundred three defense. Um, so not terrible. Um, in terms of ranking them, it is not obviously so like near the top of net range. Now, some of these I'm gonna throw out some of these that don't have any of the we'll run some filters real fast. So any ones that don't have a ton of minutes, we'll do have to play greater than or equal to to like well, let's say fifty minutes together this season. That gets rid of a bunch of them, right? So that so it doesn't even make probably the top 50 for the Pacers or top 76. Actually, it is the 77th, 78th most successful Pacer lineup. A two-man lineup, at least two-man combination. Um, so some of these include like McConnell Brogdon, the most successful at th- a plus 13.8. Um, now when you get to most minutes played, right? So uh, Simone Turner has the fifth most minutes played of the top five most minute played lineup. It actually is the fourth most successful, right? So what I mean is, uh, of two-man lineup, two-man guys that play the most minutes, you have Warner Sabonis, Turner Warren, 
Warner Brogdon, Brogdon Sabonis, Turner Sabonis, right? And of those, the most successful one is Brogdon Sabonis at, at a plus five. And then uh, you have Brogdon Warren at positive 4.8 and Tur- Warren Sabonis at positive 3.8. And then Sabon- Turner at the fourth at positive 2.1, right? So more successful than, I, than the negative u- unit of Lamb and Warren. So there is some signs to point there, right? So some things that are interesting when the two guys are on the floor, uh, the Pacers don't have any really better of a rebound rate. Uh, than any any other time, um, their effective field goal rate stays pretty consistent. Like most of the, the lineup of the guys together actually just mirrors um, the other lineups, right? So there's nothing like I think the one thing to say about Turner's bonus is they don't play any different than they would play with any other guys. So you so to me it's sort of just the same kind of success, I guess. Um, you know, and you you saw it towards the end of the year where Turner finally, like I said, played a lot, started to play a lot better, fit a little better in the role, and it kind of worked, especially those last probably ten games. 10, 11 yards from Milwaukee and on. So there's that part of it. I think it, has, it was more successful than, um, you know, one might think, but I think it was less successful than maybe an alternative, right? Uh, I don't think they're going to make a move, uh, to be honest. I think, especially now with the whole everything frozen, who knows what will happen. Uh, if they can be a free agency next year. But to me, it feels like it worked just enough where you try it again, you run it back, you see what happens, see if you can get a playoff run of it, see what happens when you have Vic back, all those other things rolling all together and see if that helps. Because to me, it seems like it worked just enough. And if Turner played like he did the last 10, 15 games, it could be really successful because what you have is you have Turner basically, and I think they have to figure out too is do they want to move Sabonis to playing more center defense and Turner playing more four on the defense, which they did a little bit. Uh, we've seen, you know, Boston, a lot, they did a little bit of that and whatnot. Like, there's some of that, right? Turner's rim protection is useful, but is he better on the perimeter? And can you get some of that same protection out of Sabonis if you work on it a ton? Um, and then on the other end, right, you just see Turner start, start to hit enough threes. It, it will make up, and they'll be they'll be good enough. He hits, if he hits enough threes, Turner does, they'll be solid. Um, but to me, going back to Sabonis' season real fast, kind of the last category I had was, um, like, best single play, single individual achievement i guess of the season uh and i'm trying to, to me i'm trying to wreck my brain for what i think is the best you know play play of his of the season and i and i have to think um to me it's not necessarily a single instance but it's the fact uh that he has become the safety valve the the throw like he has been the throw me in every single play and one offense basically through your center type of player and to me over and over my mind sees this like pick and roll with Brogdon as just this most successful play of the season or like this pick and roll Brogdon with the side action kickouts to McDermott or to Warren or these handoffs to Warren and things like that like to me in my mind when I, when I think of some bonus this season as like his best play his best moment it's a culmination of just being able to constantly be the guy that is just like the secondary guy on the offense and sort of setting everything up and then Adding on top of that, he was still able to have a really successful post game and average nearly 20 points per game. Love to hear your guys' thoughts on Tomata Sabonis. As always, you can follow our podcast at Locked On Pacers. You can follow me at Freeman and Five and my co host Tony's at Teased NBA. We'll bring you more of these podcasts as the season is over, but as we hit into more quarantine and what like that. Um, I don't know if we're going to do podcast every day. We'll see. We'll let you guys know. We're just trying to figure out how to fill some content. We want to listen. I mean, look at listen numbers, what like that. But I imagine at some point we'll have to cut back our podcast a little bit to make this work. That's all for the Locked Up Patient Podcast. And Tony will have one for you guys tomorrow.